Welcome to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. Today we've got an amazing message of hope and healing just for you. God's Word never returns to Him void, so let this message sink deep into your heart so that you can walk out your complete healing journey today. I uh, just want to thank you for joining me. Appreciate you all, uh, you know, uh, signing on or however you say it. Um, what I wanted to get into to today was, uh, uh, the title is Faith Works by Love. I get that from the scripture in Galatians chapter 5. I'll read it to you. In Galatians chapter 5, it says, For in Jesus Christ neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision, but faith which worketh by love. And the point Paul was contrasting there was, these Galatians had gotten caught up in their works and they were trying to be perfected after the flesh instead of after the spirit. And so uh, what the Jews had come and told them was that, you know, yeah, it's great you're saved, but you need to keep the law. You need to be circumcised. And so Paul was sharing with them by inspiration of the spirit that that's not necessary. In fact, any work that of our flesh that we try and add to what the Spirit has provided for us in Christ actually stops us from experiencing the fullness of the Spirit. It doesn't, it doesn't limit the Spirit because the Spirit, there's no restraints on the Spirit. But our heart, what the Spirit can do in us, is hindered from releasing outward what has been placed inside of us for. So Paul was making this statement. He says, don't, don't get caught up in the flesh, you know, circumcised, uncircumcised. No. He said, what matters is that faith works by love. And that's what I wanted to talk about today. You know, uh, all of uh, the Healing Journey speakers, we all talk about the love of God and how important that is and understanding and really accepting that. But there's another aspect to love that I think is so important uh, for us to experience the love of God to its fullness. And that's what this uh, scripture that I just read is communicating to us, uh, is our part. You know, faith is being steadfast. But in order for you to be steadfast on something, you have to have that something to be steadfast on. And in this case, the faith there that it's talking about is the faith in the Word of God, or we could say in Christ Jesus. The Word, uh, the Bible tells us in John chapter 1, verse 14, that the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. That Word was Jesus Christ. And, you know, We've all heard sermons on, you know, the miracle of this happening and, you know, Jesus being this or that. But really, the simple explanation for John chapter 1, verse 14, as the word declares, is that Jesus came and manifested the word to us. The written word that was recorded in the Old Testament, the heart of his Father, he revealed that to us. It says, it goes on to say in that same verse that he was full of grace and truth. That's what the word is. When you see the word living, when you live out the word, you're going to see an abundance of grace and truth. And when you look at Jesus's life, 
you see a manifestation of grace and truth, the truth being the word of his Father, the grace being the heart of his Father. And Jesus manifested that in the word because that's what the word that was given to us was for. Psalms 107.20 tells us that the, uh, he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. What word did he send? The word that he sent was his truth. And that truth was full of mercy and grace and love for you and me. That's why he sent the word. And uh, in that word, however, as we've talked about before, not it was sent to all of Israel. And it's really been sent to all mankind. But not all mankind has received that word or believed that word of truth. And therefore, they're still experiencing bondage and sickness and disease. In other words, they're not experiencing the healing and the deliverance that that word was sent to accomplish in all of us. So how does that work? You know, uh, how can you uh, how can you receive that that healing and that deliverance that God has for us in that word? Well, faith that works by love is really our answer because faith is being steadfast on a promise. Now, you can't be steadfast on something you haven't heard or that you don't know. So the importance of getting into the Word, and that's why we teach the Word, is because the Word set us free, the Word that we looked into, the Word that our heart was connected to in faith through the love of God that uh, quickened our mortal bodies and set us free. And that same provision is for you also. So when it says faith works by love, you know, we, we talk a lot about how much God loves you. And, and we've all told people, if you just understand the love of God, your problems would melt away. Your healing would begin to manifest. Uh, your deliverance would spring forth. We all share that. But let, I want to approach this from a little different perspective uh, about love. And the reason I do is because consider this. The Bible says that we, lo uh, we love him because he first loved us, 1 John 4, 19. We love him because he first loved us. Think about this in uh, Romans chapter 5. Let me read that to you. In Romans chapter 5, it says uh, in verse uh, 7, it says, uh, for scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet pure adventure for a good man, some will even dare to die. In other words, he's saying, look, if we were a good, you know, there's people out there that, you know, there's actually martyrs that will be martyred for a cause because they so much love that cause because it's a good and noble cause that they're willing to die for it, okay? But listen to what the point that this is making. It says, but God demonstrated or expressed his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. In other words, God demonstrated his love to us when we weren't even worth saving. In other words, our actions were not noble. They weren't good. They weren't desirable 
But yet God still sent his son, our savior, to save us, to redeem us, to, to pay that penalty that you and I would have to pay. And wow, if that's not a demonstration or a proclamation of what, how great God's love is for us, that even when we were raunchy sinners, he still said, you know what, I love you. Think, parents, think about your children. Do you love your children because they're a lovable? <laughs> not always. Their actions are not always lovable. But you love them because you look beyond their actions. You have a connection from your heart outwards towards them where you love them in spite of their rebellion against you, in spite of their actions towards you. And we talked a little bit about this last week about um, when we, I, I wanted to look at, you know, the, the inverse of the legalistic definition to uh, Hebrews 11.6. And I think that's important because if we think we're out working to obtain God's love, then we're not really receiving God's love. We're not accepting that he loves us unconditionally. Consider as a child, you know, this would happen to me. I would do something wrong. I would be punished by my parents. And yet uh, I would still come to them if I needed something. You know, I'd be crying or hurt or, you know, mom would spank me. And who would I go and hug? You know, like, oh, I would want to be comforted by mom. Or, you know, because, you know, you, you know that they love you. You're secure in that love. So even... Even when you're disciplined, you don't run away from that love. You run towards it because you're confident in that love. And the same thing is true. If we're mindful that our Father loves us unconditionally, then from that place, we will be able to experience all that he has for us regardless of our behavior, okay? I wanted to read a scripture in uh, John chapter 5 about how we experience the fullness of that love. And again, I have to remind you, you know, I'm coming from a very legalistic background where I was so performance oriented uh, that it was really, it was hard for me to just rest in God's love. It was difficult because I felt like that love that he has for me was conditional on my performance, okay? So I want you to hear today, as I read these scriptures, I don't want you to hear through that filter. You have to be diligent to stand against it and realize what I first shared with you, that God loved us first, not because of our behavior, not because we were worth loving, but because his nature was to love us with all of his heart. And he did that unconditionally. And that love has never withdrawn. So the question, when, when we're reading scriptures that appear like our performance is important to God, it's important to remember that no, our, our behavior or our performance or our actions really are only affecting our own heart and they're affecting how we're able to let his love flow through us. 
So I wanted to read a few scriptures on that. And my heart behind this is that when you, faith works by love, when you understand this love part, then your faith will be like released to be steadfast on all that you have heard from God. And uh, this is actually, I look at this as a way to strengthen our faith and to gain confidence in what God says. Remember, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He loved the whole world. Think of, just think of anyone today, even in our society where with all this unrest we have right now, you know, all those people that are uh, doing all the evil uh, in this world, especially in this country, God loves them and he loves them unconditionally. He is not evaluating them by their works, their evil that they're doing. No, he judged that evil in the person of Jesus Christ. However, if they continue in that evil, they are pushing away God who's drawing them to him through Jesus Christ. So as we persist in evil, we're actually pushing away the love that God has for us. And it's not the other way around. God is not waiting till we stop our evil and then he'll love us. No, he loves us already. So I want to talk about our part in love, not God's part, because his is without question. It's unreprovable. It's unchangeable. It's unquestionable. Let me just mention a point here. What would you, how would you feel if your child came up to you today and said, Mom, Dad, do you really love me? How would you feel? Or if they said, you don't really love me. If you, if you loved me, you wouldn't punish me. You wouldn't spank me. You wouldn't, you wouldn't withhold things from me. Uh, how would that make you feel? What would you think about your child if they came up and asked you or they said to you, well, mom, I know you love me and I know you're going to take care of me today and I know you're going to feed me, right? Right? How would that make you feel? You would feel like that maybe you hadn't communicated your love to them. But see, there's that is without question with us today. You know, it says that God makes his sun uh, to shine upon the just and the unjust. He makes his rain to fall upon the just and the unjust. See, God, God's love is present everywhere to those who will receive it. Amen. So how is it that we receive it and we partake of that love? Okay. Now I want to remind you again. And the reason I'm doing this is because I was so legalistic. I would read certain scriptures and they would challenge my heart. And I would think that, oh, now I got to do that. Now I got to do this. But I don't want you to hear through that filter. If those thoughts are coming to your mind, cast them down and say, Father, what are you saying today? Let me hear you afresh. Let me hear the part that says God commended his love towards me even while I was a sinner. You're not a sinner now. If you are born again, God does not see you as a sinner. 
you're called everywhere in the New Testament, you're called a saint. Even in the Old Testament, he refers to those that have received his love and accepted him as God, uh, that they are referred to as saints. In other words, they're separated unto God, and he doesn't view them through uh, the sin. So let's, let's read on from here, okay? In uh, John chapter 14, uh, there's an awesome question asked here. And I, and I want to read that question to you. Well, actually, let me go up a little bit further. Jesus is telling the disciples how that he's going to send his spirit, and that spirit is going to be the comforter. See, he was comforting. The comforter was with them at this time in the person of Jesus Christ. But Jesus said, I'm going to go away, but you're not going to be left alone. I'm going to send the comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, and he'll be with you, and he'll be the same comfort to you from the inside that I have been being on the outside. Okay? So he, he goes on and he says in verse 20, And at that day you shall know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. See, that's an important point. How do we know that we are demonstrating our love to God? In by, it's not by doing a work or a performance. It's by keeping. It's by living in his word that we demonstrate our love towards God. How did he demonstrate his love towards us? by doing what he said he would do. He said that he would save us and redeem us and love us regardless of our uh, condition or our, the status uh, or our behavior. So we do the same thing. We show our love to God by living in what he's provided for us. I used the example last week, if you give someone a gift and they never use it, what does that tell you from about how they feel about that gift. It tells you that they really don't, didn't really like the gift. Now, if you give someone a gift and they're like, you give them a, a necklace or a watch and uh, they're always wearing it, what are you gonna think about that? You're gonna think, wow, they really enjoy that gift. They love that gift. And that's how we demonstrate our love to our Father. Notice what he says. Verse 21, he that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me, and he shall be loved, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my father, and I will love him and will manifest myself unto him. See, if we don't have the word and we're not living in the word, we're never going to see the manifestation of what God has provided for us in Christ manifesting within us. Because Remember, the Word became flesh, Jesus, the Spirit, truth. That is alive. It, that came alive in the person of Jesus Christ and was lived out in the, the person of Jesus Christ. He demonstrated to us what that looked like. Now, when we do the same thing, we're going to see what Jesus saw in his own life. He saw the manifestation of his Father in him, working through him, to affect change in other people's lives. Now we can experience the same thing too, but we have to be as Jesus was. We have to live in what Jesus lived in. And what did Jesus live in? He lived in his Father's Word. He kept his Father's Word. 
he loved his father and manifested his love unto his father through walking in the word. Amen? And then uh, Judas says to the Lord, he says, uh, Lord, how is it that thou will manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world? And Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words. And my father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode or our dwelling place with him. Wow. He, and verse uh, 24, he that loveth me not keepeth not my saying. So in other words, Jesus is not saying, this is what he's not saying. He's saying, if you first love me, then I'll love you. No, you know, the same writer who penned this by inspiration of the spirit also penned the first verse I quoted to you that, uh, that uh, we love him because he first loved us. See, it's his love that activates our love. Amen? So let me read on here. I'm going to skip over to John 15. And I encourage you to read these chapters. They're two of my favorite chapters in the whole Bible because they're full of, of grace and truth. Uh, I'm going to John 15. And it says in verse, uh, let's see, verse 9. Listen carefully what it says. It says, as the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. Wow. Jesus was saying that the, the love that he experienced from his Father is the same love that he showed to us and to his disciples. And he said, I want you to continue in that love. In other words, how could they continue in that love? Remember, these, these uh, truths are connected by truth because they're both the same spirit. So how do we continue in, that, in uh, that love? Is by walking in the word that Jesus has shared with us. To live within that word is to live within his love. Remember, it says God is love. And it says, how did God man, how, <clears throat> let me read that to you in 1 John 5, 3. I'm going to digress here a little bit, but it, it is very important. In 1 John 5, 3, it says, For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. So that's so important for us to know that it's, his love is manifested unto us in that word. And when we live in that word and we walk in that word, then the love of the Father is manifested or made known or revealed in us, not only for us, but also through us. Amen? Faith works by love. He goes on to say here, he says, If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love. He's saying, look, if you... And I want to note something here. The word abide that's used in these scriptures is also translated in these same things as remain or continue. So they all mean the same thing. If you live in the word, if you continue in the word, if you abide in the word, if you remain in the word, you're remaining in his love. Notice what he says here. Again, I'm going to read verse 10. If you keep my commandments... And 
you shall abide or you shall live or dwell or stay in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. See, Jesus demonstrated to us what it looks like to live in love. Living in love was walking in his Father's word. And it not only affected his life where he continually had joy, peace, gentleness, meekness, temperance, kindness, faith, mercy, all of those things manifesting. Why? How? Because he walked in his Father's word. He never, he never stepped away from that for any purpose. Like we saw in the beginning, if you're walking in the flesh, then that flesh is going to keep your faith from uh, working by the love. What is that love? Love is the us walking in that word, us living in the word of God. I can't, I can't, I can't stress to you how uh, beautiful that is and how relevant that is for us experiencing all that Christ has already deposited in us by his spirit because his spirit will never walk apart from that love. So if we're trying to embrace something from God and we're doing it under our own power, our own effort, then we're actually holding his love away from us to where we can't experience the fullness of it. Let's read on and I believe you'll I believe that it'll you'll get the same reaction I did. It says and Jesus goes on it says he says, these things have I spoken unto you so that you would be miserable and bound your whole life. No, he didn't say that. Listen to why he told us about walking in the word and living in the word and experience his love. Listen to what he says. He says, I have spoken these things unto you that my joy might remain, stay, abide, live, continue in you and that your joy might be full. Wow, that is beyond awesome. That is the key for us. How many of you are struggle up and down every day? One minute you're feeling very joyful, next minute you're like, oh man, I'm you know, I still got this problem. What the heck's going on? How many of you have been there? Well, your joy isn't full in that moment. And the joy that Jesus has given you is not full in that moment. What's the disconnect? You could say, oh, I need more faith. Is it that you need more faith? You've heard the promise of God. You know what his word says. He sent his word and healed you and delivered you from your destructions. It tells you that, that by his stripes you were healed, that you are forgiven and cleansed from all of your sin. So it can't be that you don't know what the word says. So what is it? It could be that your heart is not resting or living in that truth. And that's what making that's what's hindering that knowledge from appropriating or taking what that has been what's what that has made available to you in Christ Jesus. Uh, Roman, um, Romans Hebrews 11 
One says faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So in order to experience what we haven't seen, that faith issue is very important. But why won't that faith uh, that you have knowledge and steadfastness of, why isn't it appropriating? Because God doesn't love you or because you don't understand God loves you? Well, that could, that could be a, a piece of the puzzle, but I think more likely than not is the heart motive behind doing the word is not just simply, I love him because he loved me. I want to live in his word because living in his word is how Jesus manifested the grace and the truth and the mercy and the kindness of God unto the people around him when he walked on this earth. And it was through that uh, his uh, living in that word that the spirit flowed through him to affect change even in people's physical bodies. That's awesome. And that's available to you and me. So I, I want to I want you to consider that that maybe you do understand the love of God. Maybe you do know that he loves you. But maybe what you're doing in trying to keep the word is a work. It's a performance. And maybe not just, wow, I love you, Father. Yes, I want to live in your word. It brings me joy. It releases the, the love and the life that you have for me. I, I don't want to do it to get something from you. I've already got that. I want to live in it because I want to be as close as I can to you. And you are in your word. You said, uh, it says in John uh, 4.24 that God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. We could say those that want to uh, be close to God or experience the fullness of God, we must live it with a heart of worship and live in truth. Jesus said that the words he spoke unto, unto us were spirit and life. What is his father? His father is spirit and his father is life. My encouragement today is that faith that works by love is faith that is steadfast on the word of God. A faith that is living the word, not just quoting it or commanding and rebuking, waiting to see something happen. No, it's living in the word. It's saying, like just for example, the Bible says, uh, just a common example, thou shalt not steal, okay? So when we love God, if we're presented an opportunity to take something that doesn't belong to us, even though no one might see it, us do that, there might be no one around to watch us, we don't take that because we love God. We say, no, I wouldn't take anything that's, that's not mine. It doesn't belong to me. It belongs to someone else. And even if they don't know I took it or no one knows I took it, I know that I've taken it. I know that it's not mine. So my love for God is going to be manifested in me just resting in his word that it's good for me not to take anything that's not mine. Now, when I do that, the joy of Jesus is made full in my life. We just read this. Jesus said 
If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments, and abide in his love. And these things I have spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. See, so the commandments aren't to keep, keep us in bondage, not the word of God. The word of God was given to us to free us to walk in all of the love that God has poured out on us and poured into us through his spirit. And the word is spirit and life. So if we want to experience the fullness of the love of God, then we'll walk in the spirit, in his word, and we'll experience the fullness of the love of God. And in that same act, we will be expressing our love to the Father. Isn't that awesome? Just think about someone in this world, a spouse maybe, uh, that you know loves you unconditionally and that you love in the same way. Wow. When you have conversation with that person, I'm thinking of my wife, when I have conversation with her, it's like we're exchanging love back and forth. When I when I do something around the house, I'm not thinking, oh, this will really get her to love me. No, I'm doing it because I love her, because I care for her, and I want her life to be comfortable and, and easy and burden-free. Am I greater than God? No. That attitude that I'm expressing there came from my Father. It's expressed in His Word. I learned that by living in His Word. And when I'm uh, manifesting his love towards another person, what I call my love towards another person, I'm actually expressing the love that I've received of him to another person, and then I'm also expressing my love back to him. Folks, this is a profoundly simple truth that God has shared with us. And I love it. It is, uh, and yeah, no pun intended, but I do, I love it. That he was so loving to share his own heart with us and give us the same capacity for love, not only to others and for ourselves and to him, but uh, it, I, I can't express it. These words that I'm sharing with you are how Jesus expressed it, and I think they're beautiful. And that's where the joy comes from. How good do you feel when you uh, express a love, some kind of loving kindness towards another person? You feel joy in doing that, amen? Regardless of how they respond, you enjoy doing it. Just like Jesus, when he ministered the heart of the Father and people embraced it, what did he do? It gave him joy. It gave him joy to walk in his Father's word no matter who received it. And that's how I live my life today and am learning how to do, live that more and more and more. Uh, just to walk in his love, to live in his word. And I'm not only experiencing his love by living in that word, but I'm expressing my love back to the Father and to his Son, Jesus Christ. So. Anyway, um, I'd love to share more on it, but I want to be mindful of your time. I, I appreciate that you've spent this much time with me. So God bless you. I pray that you have an awesome rest of your day. 
And as our Father directs, I'd like to pick this teaching up again and go into a little bit more depth. I've kind of just gone over the tops a little bit. And so have a beautiful rest of your day. We hope you got some great nuggets of wisdom out of that teaching. Thank you for listening to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. And don't forget, you can find us live on Facebook and YouTube seven days a week. If you would like to donate, please go to www.healingjourneystoday.com. Isaiah 53.5 says, And by His stripes, we are healed. God bless you.